All right, constructing the clubhouse for May 4th. Take one? I don't know. Take one. I Let's do it. In five, four, three, two. Welcome, everybody, to Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's best podcast about building a comedy club during a pandemic. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Murtha. Joining me, of course, is my beautiful co-host, John Ellis. Hello. Good to be here. We are doing this bootleg style, recording <laughs> from a phone because our beautiful podcast producer, Zach, is back in the U.S. getting his vaccines. So we're doing quick weekly updates, 10 minutes or less, what's been going on with the club. So what's going on this week? What have we got? Um, yeah, oh, and I should mention, you know, coming up after this update, we're, we're talking with Michelle Colt, and that'll be a great interview. That was a great interview. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, so, so may the 4th be with you. This week, we have a fantastic lineup. Again, lots of visiting comics in town. The schedule is pretty much as, as normal, right? As normal, except we have Dragos Christian, who we've talked about on the podcast uh, a few times, I think. Uh, who's going to come and he's doing a show on Friday and on Sunday and on Monday as well with a few different people. He's uh, doing a solo show Friday. He's doing, I think he's doing a combined show. It's called Adults Only Comedy. He's doing it with two or three people. Amazing. Uh, at one yeah, o'clock. At 2.30. Uh, no, sorry, one o'clock. Friday, one o'clock. No, not overlapping with Comedy Bomb Shelter. Uh, and then Sunday, one o'clock. And Monday at 2.30 uh, is that option. Man, that's going to be... That's going to be really cool to see. I want to see how he promotes it and whether it gets people to... Because he's, he's like a master promoter. Yeah. This, is like, this is what everyone talks about when it comes to his comedy. Like He just goes to cities and he sells out 150 seats uh, easily. So if he can pack out a show in the middle of the day on a, on a Friday or a Monday, then that'll be amazing. God bless. And uh, shit, the, maybe we'll have some carryover into the bomb shelter. Yeah, that would be very cool as well. Uh, so exciting well some exciting things happening and a couple of quite negative things happened uh, this last week yeah so it was a big week for the clubhouse Um, a few things happened uh, that we want to update you on one there's some issues with the license two they got visited by the cops again they seem to love the clubhouse they're big fans yeah and then uh, I think we might have touch on just like a general crisis of confidence that Matt is suffering at the moment (laughs) Right, so I first things first, I got a call from our distributors and the lady ever just speaks super, super quick Spanish. So she's like, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. I spoke to someone that had, had been to your club and I didn't quite understand at first. I was trying to get to the bottom of it. She ended up saying, sending me the emails that this person had sent her. So I've kind of got all the information. Uh, and basically what happened is someone approached our distributors to say, hey, look, we're just about to open a bar at <laughs> Pub Limerick at the Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, we're kicking out the current managers and and we're going to be the new managers so we want prices for drinks and that kind of thing uh which technically they can do if somebody else buys the license from the uh property owner then they can kick us out with a month's notice obviously when we signed the contract for this place we were betting on that not happening uh, or at least getting some notice getting yeah getting to know about it a little bit so we don't know if we're potentially getting a little bit fucked over by the property owner yeah See, people seem to distrust her a little bit. I was just that morning, I was speaking with one of our neighbors as a Kiwi guy that lives on the block, and he saw her across the street and sort of said, you know, like, what do you, what do you think about her? Do you trust her? And that kind of thing. It was just quite an odd thing for him to bring up. And when I asked what he thought of her, all he had to say is that she's rich. 
her, yeah. She's rich, her family's rich, she owns the building, but that's not the only building she owns. This uh, is an enormous building that we're in, by the huge, way. It's huge, yeah. I would have to, I, like, I'm not a real estate guy, but it, it has to be worth like 40 million. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, she's, she's just got money. So at the very least, we're in theory a drop in the bucket so she shouldn't care about fucking, or shouldn't go out of her way to fuck us over. But, and you've suggested this, is that maybe she just doesn't even think about it at all. She's yeah. like, I can sell the license, I will, and she doesn't care about the little guy because she's never had to care about the little guy in her life. Yeah. And it, just to like review, so what, what, what we're doing here is we're renting the location and the license from this lady. Mm-hmm. Her name is uh, Patricia. Patricia. Patty. Patty. And uh, so for one lump sum a month, we get the ability to operate this place and, right. and, uh, and, and get to use the space. However, the, we don't own the license. And when every time the cops come by, which we'll get to in a moment, they want to see it. And, yeah. and they, they see our contract with Patty. And we, you know, we knew that Patty was interested in selling the license, but we didn't have the capital at the moment. And we wanted to make sure that this thing was going to work mm-hmm. first. And, and it had been. And we're you yeah. know, getting close to making an offer on the license, but... Yeah, and it works it. if we don't get a fine from the police as well. I mean, yeah. a big fine could come in any day and it's, it's sort of... Yeah, but we are. What we've done at the moment is we've we've contacted Patty and we've opened up negotiations for the license. She doesn't seem to be in a rush, but at the very least, if she is this kind of business lady, she's going to want to get the best offer possible. So we can either delay for as long as we can. She's super busy, so she won't be able to meet with us very often. Yeah, we'll either delay a lot or we'll end up buying the license. If we delay, we'll have time to figure out a new venue, potentially an even better venue. I mean, twenty seats, twenty four yeah. seats at the moment is kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, so it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, but it would be a shitload of work for both of us to do, and it would be a lot of the same work that we've already done in this two months getting this place set up. Yep. Uh, and we've both felt a little, I think you more than me maybe, but we've both felt pretty overwhelmed by having our day jobs and having this place to run uh, and all of the stresses involved. Yeah, maybe we'll get to that at the end. But definitely this has been more than I could handle. Like, I was working two hours a day, and that apparently was my limit. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad we're doing this together, uh, that's for sure. Because mm. the police came again on Saturday. Boy, uh, they love this place, they love they? they love this place. They see the people smoking outside, and people have been gathering outside, and the neighbors don't like it because they, have, I guess, have trouble walking by. Catalan neighbors are just kind of annoying. Uh, anyone listening from outside of town, <laughs> they just... They just have a right to complain and and wield that power. I don't think that it's because they're Catalan. I think it's because they're super old people. Could it's be the fucking old people. cranky old people that walk down the street and they look at us like, "What are you doing here?" I really think they hear the laughter. I think they hear <laughs> the laughter and they go, "No, no, 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 none of that. Not in my city. We're in the middle of a pandemic. People should not be enjoying themselves." Yeah. Uh, so someone, one of our neighbors, could be the same neighbor, could be a different neighbor, but called the police. The police came. There was about four or five of them. The guy that came in, nice guy, actually. Cool, yeah. cool guy, very patient, very cool. He was like, how many people are downstairs? I said, uh, 20 people. You were like, no, 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 it's more like 25. Yeah. Our capacity that we're allowed at the moment, 30% during COVID is 25 people, more or less. We probably had 40 people in the bar in total. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> around about. And the performance room was packed. What had happened is I'd sold out the show, which was the first time I sold out that show, and then Kobe was hosting, uh, and he had... Th- 
two or three friends that came to the show and there was another girl that was her it was her birthday and she was like oh, I can get a ticket whatever and I was like fine it's your birthday you go in and then she was like oh but my sister too I was like you didn't tell me about your sister yeah. so we just we probably put five more people six more people into the room than, than we'd initially planned so it was very packed plus I was putting 10 extra, comedians plus 10 comedians so it was it was irresponsible it was downstairs it was out of the way but uh, the cop came, went downstairs looked into the room and said look no one's even slightly socially distanced no one's wearing masks uh, you've got to be two metres apart, uh, this kind of thing. And said to me, actually, we're not going to shut down the show today. We could, we could fine you. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to come back another day and see that this isn't still going on. Uh, so I thought very understanding from the police and, and surprisingly understanding from the police uh, overall. Yeah. But this definitely means we need to get our act together and be more strict at telling our friends, no, you can't come see a show for free. Uh, and even potentially be strict about telling people like look don't even come hang out especially if you can't afford drinks yeah which defeats the whole purpose of the club but you know yeah people want to support us and it's like you can't support us by coming here and spending your money because there's already enough people that want to do that yeah. it's like it's just a very strange very strange situation uh, so we've been stressing about that so what are what are some of the steps that we want to take to fix it. I think the most important thing is both times people have called has been because people are smoking outside. So yesterday I was here by myself at uh, Sunday Fun Day again. Uh, and Sorry, Johnny boy. The message, the message we put out there was like, look, if you want to go outside and smoke, that's cool, but just take a walk around the block uh, as you do so. And that actually worked. It was an awesome audience. Almost all Lebanese people yesterday for no whatever shit. reason. Yeah, but they were very cool, very respectful, and they all did that. Uh, and I was like, if my friends are here and I try and ask them that, I don't think they'll do it. I think most of the time you, you have to ask drunk people four or five times. Yeah. But that's my number one priority, to stop people smoking right out front. I want to reduce the amount of tickets we're selling to 20, I think. I think because we might be able to open nights in a week. So 20 yeah. every day is not bad. Uh, I mean, if we could spread out the crowds that want to come here on Saturday throughout well, the week, then we wouldn't have any problems. Exactly. Well, Saturday, if it's if it's nights, nice, we can also run like five shows. You know. Yeah. So that's probably what we'll do. Um. Yeah, and just just being more careful. We almost need like a a, a police drill. Yeah. To be like, oh, please, or like a little walkie-talkie or something to be like, your masks on, everyone, like positions, some people yeah. down to the kitchen. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, but we for sure have to be careful about that because it, it feels now that we're on the like the radar of the police. Yeah. And it's going to get a little bit harder at nights because then, you know, mm -hmm. we'll be making, we have people making noise at night. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. It's funny how quickly it goes back. You know, people care, but people care. I think no matter what happens badly for us people are going to care for a maximum of, of five minutes you know like we could like yeah. we get a ten thousand euro fine we have to shut down the whole place even like the comedians that we know really well are like ah oh, that's too bad i don't have a place to perform and then like 10 minutes later they're like oh what other shows can i do you know yeah. that's kind of yeah yeah the attitude even like the police came we were obviously like i was overflowing with stress everyone could see that and then the second they left people come up to the bar like can we get more drugs oh mate let's get drunk yeah, yeah. Oh, the police are not here anymore it's just like come on oh, just, yeah just be cool you know so i feel like i'm just like drowning in this sea of stress i didn't perform on the saturday because i was busy trying to film and make sure the show happened and i knew if you, i had performed yeah. i would have bombed 
the hard. shit out of it. You were stressed before the cops even showed up on I was, Saturday. Yeah, I was stressed before they came, and everyone was like, why are you stressed? Chill out, relax, it's all good. And then, yeah. like, the cops came, and I was like, I fucking told all you guys. On that day, I was filming something for the acting class. And I was like, I gotta get to work, I gotta get to work. And like my scene partner was like, oh, why are you stressed? Like, relax, no, like, Yeah, it's people Saturday think afternoon. that they can make you relax just by being like, don't worry about it. And you're like, you don't even know what I'm worried about. Oh man, yeah. And they, I don't know, It's it's to me it's crazy that they, at least it feels to me that nobody spends more than half a second thinking about what's going on in your life, Yeah. right? Like this girl, my scene partner, like just could not fathom that I would care more about this bar or like, yeah, my real job, or like any one of a number of things other than the acting class and what what's going on right in front of life. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, nuts. So it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress, and the honeymoon period's over. So I'm no longer like excited to come in. I kind of come yeah. in, and I'm like, oh, okay. So when can we hire somebody to eat shit for us? Soon, very soon, I think. I was yeah. looking at the numbers, uh, and on the Saturday, even though we were over capacity, we had two shows. Uh, we sold 350 euros worth of drinks through the card machine and probably maybe another 100 euros in cash so that's i mean in terms of total income it's like 700 euros 800 euros for for saturday so i feel like at least for saturday and sunday we're getting getting to a stage where we could so hire one person one person at 10 euros an hour for five euros 50 bucks yeah for 50 euros and then we don't have to stress and we just have to find the person that's willing to go out there every 10 minutes and be like guys and don't smoke piss off and, and can like be the bad guy on our behalf because yeah. we're not very good at that. I am the absolute worst. And that would, because uh, we're both worried about the, the quality of our comedy and, and the, the, the toll that the stress of running this place takes oh on our ability God. to sit down and write with a, with a clear mind. Well, and perform unstressed and confident. Like, right. I, I really thought like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna have this club. I'm gonna perform every day. I'll just waltz down, do a set. Life will be grand. Yeah. And I have been eating shit for the last two weeks, three weeks now, it's, something like that. Yeah. Jokes that used to work every time, all the time, are like falling flat. Everybody in the audience, in my opinion, where the way it feels to me is that they all have that look when like, you know, somebody farted and they, yeah. they're just like looking at me like, mm, they're, they're putting out you? with you. Yeah, it's like just, and I'm going through this huge crisis of confidence right before I go to film this infamous Romanian television show. Oh my God. So I, I might be able to, you know, I love you, buddy. I don't know if I can uh, not pass just for you, but it- But you might just not pass yeah. based on your own talents. Yeah, if I did, or lack thereof. So if I don't pass, it's, it's for you. If I do pass, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm really completely over that, more or less. Uh, it's more about, creating a space that we can get what we want out of it so at the moment this space is amazing for everyone else, else. <laughs> for everyone that's not us it's got like people are coming and doing you know five sets a week or something like that yeah. and it's uh which i'm glad about don't get me wrong but also i'm selfish and the reason we started this place was for our own comedy so we'll see that's something we have to think think about and figure out i think yeah. that's a pretty pretty good summary what's, what's indeed on, indeed right? So, uh, if you're listening, thank you. Stay tuned for Do this. Do keep supporting the bar, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. You know, but this is, you know, it was a, it was a tough week for the clubhouse. It was. You have to listen to us, bitch. Exactly. We like to be completely honest on this podcast, and we do use it as a chance to sort of offload yeah. a little bit. Well, and then to our discredit, I guess, at times. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, apologies to all, but uh, whatever. So anyway, enjoy this conversation coming up with Michelle. We'll be back next week uh, with more great clubhouse we'll be, content. We'll be way more up- upbeat. Yeah. So stay tuned. Goodbye. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Constructing the Clubhouse. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Murtha. Joining me, as always, is the beautiful John Ellis. Hello. May the 4th be with all of you. All right. So much for our generic introduction. (laughs) This is the 4th of May. Um, We have a fantastic episode for you. Joining us is international superstar and Swedish delight. Swiss delight. Swiss delight. I know the difference between these countries. (laughs) The, the wonderful Michelle Colt. Hi. Am I already being introduced? That yeah. is very, that is very nice of you. We're just going to jump straight into okay. it. Uh, I don't know. If anybody listening wants to know, we have shows every day here at the Comedy Clubhouse on Carrera Brook 55 in Barcelona, Spain, every day at 2.30 p.m. Just step around the dog shit as you walk in, and apart <laughs> from that, we're good. Uh, yeah, welcome, Michelle. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out. So you've been in Barcelona for a week now? Um, yeah, I think six days, five days. I arrived on, um, yeah, a couple of days. A couple of days. And you're based in Zurich. I'm based in Zurich. That's correct. And thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Not as excited as we are. Now, uh, just for all of our listeners, they're going to be bored because I'm sure they're already enormous fans of yours and know everything about (laughs) there is to know about you. But, uh, maybe you could just run through your, your, your comedy CV. Let us know. Who is Michelle Colt? Oh, um, it's actually really simple. I've been doing comedy for like three years. And well, if we're being precise, which as as a Swiss person, I must Mm -hmm. be by law. um, It's been like two and a half because we have had lockdown after lockdown. And yeah, but yeah, three years. And before that, um, well, I've technically still a lawyer i guess that never quite goes away even though i ah, like yes. it too <laughs> follows you around and uh yeah it's also handy when you suddenly can't do comedy anymore to still be able to make some money um and so i started doing open mics in english and in german in zurich and uh ever since i've just been doing my thing here rising nice. up through the the comedy ranks now i understand that you actually were able to nab a spot on a television show yeah the one and only television show on swiss german national television because we've got three national languages that actually have their own television channels so we've a we're, we're a tiny country of eight million people and like that's it 70 percent of them speaks german and 30 or 25 French and then there's a couple of Italian speakers but they also get two national TV channels and there's one like comedy show late night show on the German one and um, a year ago more or less I got a call from the host and they wanted to introduce a new correspondent kind thing uh, uh, called the TV lawyer and since in Switzerland, in German-speaking Switzerland, there's a grand total of one comedian who has a law degree, and that is me. So, so a lot of competition. Yeah, a lot of competition. How did so you get this spot? I was uh, I was uh, asked to uh, write two segments as like a you know like a package. So this uh, this is like I, a talk show. What's the format of the show? No, it is. Um, it is a hmm. 
I'm imagining sort of Dr. Phil, but you're the lawyer version. Like people come with a contract and you read it and you're like, oh, no, this is bad. Well, it's so the, to, the, the show as a whole is kind of going to try and compare it to like one of the American ones. It's quite similar, I want to say, to maybe Seth Meyers or, 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 or Colbert or something like yeah. that. Okay, so late night style. Yeah, late, definitely late night style. It's only up once a week, on once a week. And um, they have a stand-up at the end as well, typically. And typically also one guest that's either... Like, well, right now we're like two correspondents who do that. And this is all in German. It's all in German, in Swiss German. So... None the of that unfunniest. is of any interest to people outside German-speaking Switzerland, which, you know, kind of puts things into perspective. <laughs> All right. So international comedy superstar is perhaps a little too soon. Oh, absolutely. I don't know what made those words go into your head right now, but you're American, so <laughs> yeah. you like big things. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're uh, degenerate lighters. <laughs> um, I've heard Swiss German is wildly different from... German, German, or whatever. Right. Uh, so it is. Uh, you, it is basically Swiss German people that will watch. You wouldn't get like German viewers being like, oh, "Let's see what the not. Swiss have Absolutely to say." Absolutely not. I think the only German person watching that right now is my law boss, but even he has got a Swiss passport by now, so oh, I don't okay, know gotcha. that. No, it's um, it's really really local. Mm -hmm. Like it's still amazing. Like I, I I love that opportunity. It's really huge for me, but in the grand scheme of things like i would never have gotten this opportunity in any other country i think don't say that I, i'm on a television show here <laughs> all right and it's, yeah it's like it would it would embarrass public access shows <laughs> in the in the states it's not a great television show all right it still but counts you're still michelle colt as seen on tv yeah you know i Matthew guess you could say yeah you're you wouldn't be lying for sure yeah. <laughs> you, I got need, you need to get that american sense of false bravado like just false bravado yeah because yeah. swiss people are the opposite we hate anyone who feels good about themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> like we're born with that need to self-deprecate because yeah. if you're too good people will tell you oh you're arrogant like even but you guys are Swiss. You should be arrogant. You're all like super tall, blonde, beautiful people that are like Have good at life. Have you been to Switzerland though? <laughs> I've been to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you keep, com you know, mistaking us for Swedes, those are all blonde and tall and beautiful. The Swiss uh, aren't. So Sweden, the Swiss aren't. I mean, I oh. am, but. The Swiss have chocolate, right? <laughs> The Swiss have what? Chocolate. Oh, chocolate, chocolate and pedophiles. Yeah. Chocolate. Is it pedophiles? That's no, that's the Austrian. Belgium. That's Belgium. Belgium and Austria. I wouldn't. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, just. Sorry, this, sorry. This has been constructing the, the clubhouse a, uh, a lesson in geography. <laughs> that's that's actually our mistake, Vadi. We thought you were from Sweden. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think that. We just thought Sweden and Switzerland were the same word. <laughs> spoken differently for anyone unaware matt is american uh is what's going on yeah mm -hmm. north united statesian people get mad at me when i say i'm american they're like there's a bunch of other countries in the americas but you're not lying yeah they're okay the but nobody haven't... yeah like i'm like yeah they're american too but not as good come on but the thing is like no by the, by now not even the mexicans claim to be american yeah, anymore no. you know like they're like no we're not them like yeah now now it's a little different everybody's here. like no 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 take it take it it's fine it's fine yeah. so going back to the so on your on your show you you write segments you've 
Yeah. Did you say, before the show, did you say you've done two already or there was two in your package? Two, well, before I got on, to show, on the show, they were like, please submit something so we can see whether you can do this job or not, which I think is a reasonable thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I had about, hmm, I had about 10 days to just write uh, segments on two legal questions. I mean, questions that sound legal. It's a dumb thing. One question was, why did it get, take so long for Harvey Weinstein to be... Um, 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 I'm missing a word here. Exonerated. Uh, sent no. to jail, I guess. Uh, opposite. Um, opposite. The opposite. Yeah. yeah. My legal English is not as exonerated. Exo no, not exonerated. <laughs> not exo he was not exonerated. Why he did was it? Exonerated. Why did it take so long for the for the Harvey Weinstein verdict to you know come through? And the other one was like, can you call Glencore, the company, a cunt, legally speaking? So those were my two questions that I wrote about, and then I submitted that, and then they were like, "Yeah, you can." You can what are, what come are the answers? This. Um, well, Harvey Weinstein's was obviously like a number of reasons. Like you guys have a jury, and you know, you know lay people. It's, it's pronounced it's gonna, justice. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna take a pretty long time to go through those, and I also forgot. Okay. I thought I just. I, I, be a quick my answer. argument was, don't, yeah, you can call Glencore a cunt because you know you can always prove that it's true. So cool. So Glencore. I Cunt? Is it Glencore? The cunt? Do you know what Glencore is? No, I'm oh, gonna, I'm so sorry. I like, believe if you bother to write the question, it's true though. In, right? in Switzerland, it, well, it's an international like, you know, mining comp Well, the, they invest in rare earths and all of that stuff. Yeah, and they like poison already. people while mm -hmm. they do it. They make a shit ton of money. And uh, they're based in Switzerland, which is why everybody knows about them there. But yeah. Bunch of cunts. Yeah. Speaking okay, of which, so our sponsor, Glencore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you, you gotten wish. your rare earth elements? <laughs> Try Glencore today. Um, beautiful. Well yeah. done. <laughs> okay, so uh, you you came down to Barcelona. You had uh, some good shows. How? What's your experience been like in, in BCN? Oh, it's been awesome. So first off, uh, we This have... is why we invited you on Yay! the podcast. Yes. No, uh, in All Switzerland. Right, what was your we, favorite venue? <laughs> this one that <laughs> we're sitting podcast? in. This one that we're and your on. Your favorite podcast host. <laughs> um, you can't well, be critical if you like. Well, uh, the thing is, only no, Matt is sitting close enough to me to, you know, kick me in the face. John is sat too far away. I'm so. a safe distance, yeah. Yeah, safe distance. Also, you're from New Zealand, so. Yeah, we're we not have known like, for like fucking people up or anything. No, like if anything, you are, you know, that's my beef. My big beef with New Zealand right now is that my best friend's married to a Kiwi. And Lucky because, lady. yeah, because New Zealand has been handling this crisis so much better than literally any, anyone else. Oh, false. They're moving there false. now. So that, which means I'm losing my best friend. New Zealand too. was able to handle this crisis so well because nobody wants to go there. That's, yeah. nobody mm. goes there. That's, nobody wants to go to America reason. either anymore. And there you fucking are, you know? Arguably. Well, from 2016, everybody was like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so. Um, Surprised New Zealand let them in, to be honest. That's, that's they're nice. not there yet. They're oh, not, they're but she just go. got her visa. So they're moving soon. Yeah, Jacinda has been a bit too like good at her job, it looks. Anyway, um, I've really been enjoying my time here because we um, shows have not been happening in Switzerland for about three and a half, four and a half months. Actually, they just reopened somewhat the more or less the day we got here. So yeah, it's like 
I'll come back to shows happening again. But yeah, uh, the point. But it won't be remains. as good as Barcelona. Probably not because there's a shit ton of rules, and I know there are rules here too. But you don't really care Nobody about them, them, so. <laughs> In no Switzerland, no. it will be like bigger rooms and all of our, the small bars that we use uh, to do open mics in, they're still closed. So um, we will have a few shows, but not a lot of open mic stuff. Have you been able to do much traveling before in your two and a half years of comedy? Ish. I mean, I could have done more, I think. So um, I've been to Berlin twice. Once for like... What was the worst parts about Berlin? Well, the German... <laughs> this is maybe a risky thing to say, no, but if you show up welcomed. at a, a German open mic, like a le German language open mic, everybody gives you a look like, who the fuck are you? Like, really? And it's just so different from the English scene in Berlin and from the Barcelona scene and pretty much everywhere else I've been where people are like, just, oh, you're, you're a comedian. Oh, nice to meet you. Like, everybody I've met in comedy so far has been super welcoming and in berlin in the german scene i think again my experience, experience is kind of limited but and obviously there's always friendly people there too but there was a lot of like a side cold. eye a and cold. like cold yeah so and surprising coming from germany <laughs> i never saw that coming. and the thing is germany is kind of a big country and the, the, the south the people from the south are like a lot warmer than anyone in the north in my limited experience again but yeah berlin i've been to berlin twice and i've been to edinburgh twice as well for like a good week each time for the fringe or just in general for the fringe okay. for the fringe and the first time i was really really new uh, to comedy and like the first year I, I did maybe four spots in about a week which is good enough and the second time I just went for it like yeah. I did Edinburgh is kind of special because you either do if you're not a superstar you tend to do shows at 11 and shows at 2 a.m those yeah. are the two like mm -hmm. times of the day that are you know good for you yeah but I did all that and if so. you're not well known you spend most of your time at the fringe barking <laughs> Right, being like, cold yeah barking and being cold yeah. and just yeah but it, i had a grand city. time like it was really awesome and that's pretty much all the traveling i did for for comedy i'm just trying to think what i've performed anywhere else uh, but we can agree then barcelona is the best city you visited for comedy or well, much better than right? berlin from the sounds also of it. no i did enjoy berlin a lot because oh, the on. english no, scene is very let me friendly talk for you. okay <laughs> We have, right, I should explain, right, we have right. Michelle Colton, my favorite city, Barcelona. <laughs> Matt's the most, Matt has a weird ever. amount of um, insecurity when it comes to the Berlin scene versus the uh, yeah. Barcelona scene. because we get a lot of uh, It's complete confidence that Berlin sucks and Barcelona is the greatest. And, and we feel like we've gotten a lot of shade over the years of people being like, oh, they've got a nice little thing going over in Barcelona now and, and, and that kind of thing. So I've, uh, we're like, it's not little, it's a good size. I love, I love Barcelona. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what I prefer about Barcelona over every other place it's that it's there's a lot happening but it's kind of you get a week is enough to pretty much get to know everyone yeah yeah that is i really like that because i i mean it's because we're so open and friendly easy mm -hmm. to get to know yeah and there's like six of us and that well, is true but there's a lot of shows happening yeah. so yeah, but we have a similar thing in zurich on a smaller scale uh, and I think the issue is the audience also doesn't change a lot show to show. So you, you know, end up 
if you recycle material, You'll you will it. notice yeah. it. Yeah, you know? it's a tough thing. So you feel a lot of pressure to sort of come with new jokes every week or, or how do you kind of, if you know you're performing in front of an audience that has seen you a lot before, mm-hmm. how do you split that up do you say like okay i've got to do start with some new stuff or i try like there's yeah, there's how much do you care <sighs> i care too much matt i really Had care too much it hurts my soul <laughs> anyway i um i <laughs> there's so there's one open mic that happens weekly like every tuesday and sometimes bi-weekly depends a little bit on this on the state of the pandemic but there's at least one open mic that happens weekly and i try not to do the same i try to do something Mm -hmm. new either something completely new or something that i maybe did six months ago and that just to make sure and uh, so i do try to like at least add a new minute or something yeah that's that's my approach as well it's yeah, it's always a balancing act between mm-hmm. doing something that's decent and doing something that's new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. that's comedy. Exactly. That's so what. That's the feeling I get when I look out in the crowd and I I recognize half the people mm-hmm. as like and people that have seen me before. And then mm. I'm like, oh, look, I, you have a choice, guys. You can have something that's good, but you're going to be bored. Yeah. Or something new, and you will not laugh. Well, I yeah. think we have an inclination to try and do new stuff all the time. But one thing I've noticed with um, international sort of, let's say, mm. more professional comedians that are coming over is they tend to be more stubborn in terms of running the same stuff over and over. And it, and the audience doesn't mind as much as we think they're going to mind. I get bored with my own I get, shit. Yeah, I get bored. Yeah, exactly. Like this week, I have... Because here, no one's heard any of my material. So I've been able to rely on all of the tried and true mm-hmm. shit. But at some point, I'm like, I've said this joke so many times. It, it may have been seven months ago, but still, I get so bored with this. Yeah. And I also, like, I wanted to... The thing is, I was able to cycle through all of it, and it lasted me maybe four shows. And <laughs> then I was like, shit, now I gotta, gotta you different. know, either say something again or try something new or whatever yeah. so i think for me it's a lot more interesting to do new stuff too because there's nothing like a new bit working for sure and <laughs> i sometimes think you get almost an extra boost when you're doing something for the first time because always the audience obviously none of them have heard it before but mm-hmm. then you have this extra little bit of excitement where you're like oh my god i just thought of this and you're like you're like on the edge of your seat you're on the edge of your feet just about to say this, this yeah joke. So yeah that energy kind of reads whereas if you're just telling the same joke it's just even if you pretend to be excited you, people can tell you're bored yeah probably and i'm well i'm notoriously bad at hiding my emotions so if if, if, if i'm bored people will notice it so yeah and i'm also not someone who always will do the you know the 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 bits in the same order mm-hmm so i'll try to switch it up and just you know see what works but yeah for sure so we were talking um off air a little bit you were saying that swiss people tend to read comedic material very literally so someone goes up on stage and say i don't know i've got a boyfriend i just got a divorce i Mm. i I have an addiction to heroin and Mm -hmm. and people hear that and they go okay well that's definitely true that's 100 so when you go on stage how do you approach that because a lot of comedians are just like i'll make up whatever as long as i know (coughs) where the joke is matthew tends to do that john Uh, (laughs) if you think that's a bad strategy feel free to tell him to his (laughs) face uh now it really depends what kind of comedian you want to be and i personally the thing is I do, I think I am kind of truthful in general, 
but I also exaggerate my shit quite a lot. Like I will just, you know, use whatever happened and then play it up and make it, you know, mm-hmm. sound more like way more than it was. Like, for example, losing your virginity really late, like, you know, 22 becomes 26 or something like that. Sure. That's Tweak. We're 37. Tweak the truth. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. It's funny when you exaggerate it. Something. Yeah, exaggerate. <laughs> Good one, Johnny boy. <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh. And I've had people literally like then do the math in their head. And like, does that mean, like you said, you said 20, you lost your virginity at 26, but you also said you were with your boyfriend for seven years. Does yes. that mean you made him go without for his number of years? Oh, and I'm like, man, Jesus fucking out. Christ. Like not everything yes. I say is true. No, but do you get mad at them when they ask you that then? Well, I get mad at, I get mad at Swiss audiences for a number of reasons. And uh, yeah, that is one of them. Like the thing is, that is also a thing like you go to a comedy show it's jokes it should be kind of obvious that everything is true um but i also get it because some people say outrageous stuff on stage and they're like that is definitely not true and then it is Mm -hmm. and personally i enjoy comedians who feel very true even though i know maybe some some stuff is not true but i enjoy thinking it is true for example like a one-liner comedian who has you know one joke he has a wife the next joke he has a a girlfriend which you know can be true at the same time but uh, <laughs> it's they're called french comedians yeah <laughs> but you know you can sort of see like you definitely did shit on a bed at ikea you know that yeah. sort of thing i i i still laugh but what really hits me is the thing that i buy a hundred percent so that's kind of sure. what i aspire to as well so yeah, I guess overall I am kind of truthful, but I exaggerate and I hate when people are like, oh my God, did that really happen to yeah, you? I'm like, no, stupid. man. Um, but yeah, that's Switzerland. Switzerland's comedy scene, because historically I think we were more into like cabaret and like dress up and play a character. And that's obviously oh, all yeah. not real life. So it's still, we're still adjusting. Audiences are still adjusting to stand up and... <clears throat> The other thing they're still adjusting is to have to think when you're watching comedy because I enjoy yeah. clever material. Not saying my material is terribly clever, but I've been <laughs> told I've been told by my dad, like, you know, sometimes we really need to think to understand your punchlines. And I'm like, well, that sounds I'm like sorry. A, <laughs> that sounds like constructive criticism. Like, yeah, really but the thing is, delivered. yeah, but my issue with that is I sometimes often do the same joke in English in front of like a more expat crowd. And it's su- usually super mixed, like age-wise, yeah. background-wise. There's Swiss people there. There's 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 students there. There's e- classic expats there. There's older people, and then I do it in front of a whatever Swiss crowd in some small town, and then it's just like, uh, and I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Like it's it's if they understood it, it can't be too difficult. <laughs> That audiences kind of need to be trained a little bit, I think. Like, there's a difference between a comedy audience and some audience that's like. Yeah, and you, I, I noticed that in, and I've also obviously heard other comedians speak about that. But like, in in the UK, where everybody's a bit of a comedian, 
You know, the yeah. taxi driver is a comedian. Everybody's constantly, you know, throwing jokes at one another. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it, there's really that. There's part of the culture. Comedy's part of the culture. You like after you go co watch some comedy casually on a Friday with your work buddies. It's not a thing. We don't have comedy clubs in Switzerland per se. Is that because you guys have like decent lives. So Maybe. Like, you know, that's like why the Irish are so funny, yeah, right? Because they're just yeah. writing there all the time. What else are you going to do? They have nothing but potatoes to eat. They had to come up with humor. Yeah. As like a cultural yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? I, I think that's, I'm, I'm going to look. On the other hand, that. Switzerland's only been rich for what, 50 years or so? Like it's not. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we, a lot of, bunch of our people went to Argentina back a hundred years ago or something because there was Nazis. no fucking food. Yeah, that's well, why. Yeah, that came later. That part <laughs> 50 came later. years ago. Six, I think, I think so. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, but sorry. I don't, I don't know. Like, um, yeah. Where were we? <laughs> well, we were talking about truth and comedy. Truth and comedy, yeah. Oh, so man. I have to tell people, yeah, no, not everything I say is true. I hate the things that they think are true, right? Like, <laughs> I have, I have, I do a lot of like science comedy, right? So I, I know, I, I, yeah. I take the <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't uh, understand it, right? Um, <laughs> no, last well, the it's very popular the science comedy. I got gonged before the two minute mark. In last week's uh, gong show. Oh, shows good you for how, you. Yeah, I'm supposed to get those two minutes no matter what, but uh, <laughs> the jokes were so bad. Uh, the, the point I was trying to get to, though, is that, like, I'll say, I'll say, like, a true science fact and then put a little punchline on it. Okay. Right? And, like, the audience, they'll be like, that's not true, is it? I'll be like, no, there's really robotic, robot skin or whatever the, the joke is. But then I'll say something, like, outrageous. I don't know. Uh, or I'll, I'll tell a joke about my father being gay or something and be like, mm -hmm. is he really gay? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. This was, that was, stupid. sorry, that was a lot of talk that was meant to go someplace. For me. <laughs> Somet it happens to the best of us. Sometimes I think comedians will like uh, lose the, or the, they might even be telling a, a true story or a true joke that's sort of true at the end, but then they want to like put in every single punchline they think of on uh -huh. the way to get to the final joke. Yeah. And then there's all these like ridiculous things they say on the way. And I find myself going, oh, okay, well, well I'm getting taken out of the moment every time they can't leave a punchline mm. behind. I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about. Yeah. Recently. I mean, sometimes I've, I've, I've tried to do that too, right? You want to get the most laughs out of the mm -hmm. time you have on stage. So Wait. sometimes... I know it's Is a new concept to you, Matt, but John, I'm just, you know, telling you. Down. Man, yeah, that is kind of the end game it. here. I mean, if you want to do slam poetry, then that is maybe. Honestly, like I need to, I need to retire into storytelling. Maybe. Okay. Place, I, yeah. So what I was getting at is I also try to like, oh, maybe I could take this another way, but on the way to the ultimate punchline. And I have experienced that sometimes when I have a joke that is I think it's really good. It works really well. And then on the way there, I try to add new things. It can take away, like the yeah. end punchline yeah. doesn't land as hard anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it's pretty much a judgment call. Is it worth it? That deviation. Yeah. Is, it, is the silence worth it for the heavier punchline at the end? Yeah. For the, so, for the, the gravitas. Yeah. It's definitely the gravitas. Thanks for the Latin. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm multilingual today. I'm doing all sorts of different words. Yeah. Like it's impressive because I mean. I'm I know gravitas. <laughs> no, people whose people's first language is English don't tend to be the best at learning new languages. I'm sorry to generalize. Well, gravitas is an English word, so it's just it's it, just one of the ones. That yeah, I know. true, true. We don't use fancy sounding English words, though. I think like what a loss or rendezvous, obey uh, it or 
None of this sounds like English to me. It isn't. Albeit. Albeit. I like albeit because it's A-L-B-E-I-T, right? Correct. But then it's like albeit. Like all, I presume that's how it came. Maybe we're not. Everything is it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my, my, my English is kind of weird because I used to date this guy f- whose mother tongue was French, is still French, and uh, we, s- <laughs> he, you know, his English was really is really good, but he also translated a lot of shit that he heard somewhere from French into English, which is why, so we lived together and then we um. Um, ha- bought I- furniture from Ikea and then we assembled that furniture but because neither of us was an English a native speaker we called it mounting furniture um, yeah which Favorite you know sounds like a new a new kink uh, but oh it's not new it's not new. <laughs> I know it's your favorite pastime, Matt. Right? Like, yeah. was, furniture never says no. True story. I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have tonight. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Hey, but speaking of languages, though, mm-hmm. uh, do you notice differences between the different scenes, or and not? I actually, I mean more stylistically. Uh, hmm. So here in Spain. They, when they perform in Spanish, they're called monologues. Oh. And if you watch, it's called Club de Comedia. It's one of the programs on TV. And you watch it, and it doesn't. it's not stand-up in an American sense where it feels loose and like a conversation, mm. like a cool dude talking about this or that. In Spanish comedy, the it really is a monologue. And they're, they're actors that are giving a speech, and they go, really? la, 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 la. I mean, that sounds line. a little like late night to me. A little bit, yeah. Right. That's why supposedly... In the French scene, there's a lot of French comedians that have taken someone like Jerry Seinfeld's whole things and then just gone and done shows like that. They're because called Gadel they... Malé, those comedians. What are they called? Gadel Malé. <laughs> wow, we are so oh! multilingual. No, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, okay? Like, did that, you know, the Wait, airplane bit with... That explains why Seinfeld loves that guy so much, though. Does he? Because, yeah, he had... That's the guy with the... Gal is the guy with the Netflix special, right? Yeah. He Seinfeld had him on the comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, and you could tell Seinfeld was just like, mm, I love this guy really? because he did Seinfeld's jokes. Probably Seinfeld's like, wow, I'm so amazing that even my jokes are good in French. Yeah. No, there's a there's a I think there's a YouTube channel called Copy Comic, okay. and the entire deal of that channel is outing French speaking comedians doing American comedians material. So I cool. remember that being a thing on Facebook like mm-hmm. four years ago, like. Look at this, mm-hmm. and they would have side by side clips. All right, so besides uh, copying material, mm-hmm. what else is wrong with the French? Stylistic. Stylistic. I don't, I'm not with very familiar. No, I'm not familiar with French comedy. <laughs> we can talk comedy about Switzerland if you want. Yeah, that's I'm it. not familiar with French or Spanish comedy, to be entirely honest. Well, uh, but Swiss French, you could say. Swiss French. Uh, I don't know how many there are. I know this one guy, Thomas Wiesel, whose sense of humor is so dark and so. I love that guy. He is so funny. He's like I such a some dirt girl. Come no, on, he's talk like, some shit. He's uh, he's the he's only reason. No, he is nice and he's oh what a his, jerk. His material is super <laughs> clever and uh, yeah, he is awesome. So that's the, but that's pretty much the only guy I know from the French uh, the, Swiss French yeah. comedy scene. And in the German Swiss German comedy scene, it's very like it's a new. It's everybody's quite new. I mean, there's a couple of people who have been going for decades, but, you know, go with the times and stuff has yeah. been easy for, uh, not been easy for some <laughs> of them. Uh, but everybody's quite new. So I think everybody's still kind of finding their voice. What's really popular 
Uh, and I think the same goes for Germany. Like in the last twenty or so years, everything what's really popular is doing. Um, uh, I don't want to call it ethnic material, but like if you're, you know, if you're born to Turkish parents, you're gonna do a lot of jokes about being a Turk in 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 Germany or Switzerland or yeah. something like that. That material is not popular when I do it. So. <laughs> 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 and and I people love like I think people love when you do an accent. Uh, when you're like, oh, Portuguese people speak like this, like that sort of I thing. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do it too. I can't. But that sort of thing is is really popular, and um, just uh, people who parody parody is really popular. People who can do voices and imitate people from television impressions, exactly. And yeah. um, that stuff is really popular in Switzerland. Like the amount of times, like I did ten days ago, I did the I had a small radio appearance. Don't get excited. It was <laughs> like you know too late eight people listening or something and they it was without a studio audience so i was talking into a microphone right now but there were fewer people there and they were all working so i was doing that and they did film it as well and put it on facebook and the number of comments who were like hey can we have more of this other guy who does impressions oh. please this is not funny like oh. I've been thinking about this a lot though, and I think when it comes to the <laughs> audience, I think I think it's the low-level audiences that just want something they recognize. They I want guess. you to go up on stage and like sing a song that everyone knows, and they're like, "Oh my god, I love that song." <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, what I I, I get it, like Michelle, not- you have to understand, he did a television show really? in Romania and oh. was rejected or shot down or oh, it, yeah, pass. it was like a X Factor thing, and they gave me the red crosses and 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 then told me I was shit afterwards. Uh, and so now he's Aww. defined every audience. Based on how they receive his but comedy. Wh- what did you did you do English there, comedy in Romania? Yeah, or? English comedy in Romania in front of people that didn't speak English very well. But yeah, there was okay. like there was like a Michael Jackson what could impersonator go wrong? there that did obviously <laughs> amazingly. Yeah, so it was. Yeah. No, I the thing is, I am not upset when someone doesn't find me funny. It's like it's so obvious that the what you enjoy in terms of humor is different from person to person. So cool. But what I miss is them acknowledging the fact that this is just not for them. Yeah. And, as, and the thing is, I guess that's the same everywhere. People are just like, this is shit because I don't like it. Like that's right. sort of like a, a kid. Why isn't this tailored to me? A kid, as a kid, I was taught, I can't say this food is disgusting. I have to say, I don't like this food. I'm yeah. not enjoying this Absolutely. food. Absolutely. People say McDonald's is the worst. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. just to, just if people are voting with their wallets they're the best over one billion served so yeah i guess that's why this is still kind of upsetting to me sometimes it's like no i'm not shit i just i work really hard I, on this i'm just, just not for you, you. i just yeah. need to find my audience we're, we're yeah. sort of uh, theorizing that there's an audience for everyone and as long as yeah. you can reach everyone no matter how shit you are, there'll be some niche that's not that you not that you are obviously. I'm thinking more about Matt. I'm a very much a niche guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't laugh too hard at that. Are you? <laughs> you know something that is really like gutting. Sometimes when you do comedy in Zurich, you have the crowd here, and then there's a bar here, and that's where the comics are behind. And yeah. sometimes there's the like um, crickets here, and then there's Chris losing his shit <laughs> over here. Yeah, and that's, that's what you so know, but he's laughing though. at you, not uh, so the about other, the joke. So last week we did this this show, <laughs> uh, comedy clubhouse after dark, or 
after yeah, hours. After, after hours. Th- I was hosting mm-hmm. and like eating shit. I was bombing. Like even with jokes that I thought that I know had worked many times and mm-hmm. they would die. Right. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like five seconds of pause. And then the comedians would laugh at me. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that I have experienced before. <laughs> All right. We have to wrap up. But first, oh. I, I just want to. Well, do, do you have anything? I have one more question for you. Well, just sometimes here we get that great thing where all the comedians are in the green room and then there's a joke that bombs and then everyone back here sort of gets it and laughs. And <laughs> sometimes that's an even better feeling when you're like, uh, I managed to cater a joke to the comedians. Yeah, like you're literally playing back to the room, to the back to, of the room. Like. Yeah. Comics come. I yeah. guess ideally everyone laughs. I mean, then, it's good to know, like maybe this is not a good joke to say on stage, but it is. Like everybody understands why you told it. Like your friends understand why you thought of it. I'm doing a thing. And thought it was funny. The other day somebody did a joke about like homeopathy and you know, downstairs in the audience was there it was Hari uh the Finnish guy, Hari Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hari. So downstairs no reaction whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Upstairs at the bar like at the far end of the bar is Victor Patriskan and he cracks up giggling <laughs> like in his he, he's got a really cute giggle mm-hmm. and then everybody downstairs heard that how hard he laughed and then everybody in the room finally laughed. Uh, yeah bounced back I yeah, it was nice what uh before we end what is next for michelle colt well i fucking hope sorry for the swearing i hope that shows will keep happening in switzerland and that yeah. we can resume activities you know the way they were before because i want to start i have a german open mic right now that I've paused since October because the case numbers were just so fucking high. And uh, I want to resume that. And then I want to start, you know, creating, putting on other shows like new material nights with longer sets and stuff because um, we've, most of our shows are like open mics, you get seven minutes tops and that's it. And that's just not long enough if you want to like, you know. Never long enough. So I want to just start putting putting up more, I know, as a lot of your you know girlfriends have probably hey. said, <laughs> never long enough. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I want to put on more shows and travel more, and you know, look. In, I want to look into getting my own hour <laughs> at some hey, point. Get there. So, well, when yeah. you want to work it out in English, come on back. Oh, I will. We'll host you. We'll host your hour show. Be careful what you wish for. I will <laughs> back. Be back. <laughs> No, that'd be that'd be great. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, and you're are you on social media? Or Absolutely. You are. I am cool. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is where I am having the most fun. Twitter, <laughs> your Twitter guy here. That's a, a dump for your time. Yeah, it's a terrible dump, but I. No, uh, it's what you do while you take a dump. Oh, okay. That cool. too. Is this, is this on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Zach, we have a problem with my microphone. I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Okay, so you want to tell, tell everyone your Instagram yeah. handle? My Instagram handle is at Michelle Cult, K-A-L-T. Facebook is like Michelle, uh, facebook.com slash Michelle Cult Comedian or something. Just type in my name, you'll find it. And uh, Twitter is Michelle Lemming, like all together. Because I'm a lemming, because I'm dumb, because uh, I quit my law to do comedy. Yeah. Oh, we you're didn't f- even get to talk about your law career. Oh no! She <laughs> said she, so said she hates it. She, she I don't like hate it. it. It's just comedy's way more fun. <laughs> are you still working as a lawyer? You, I do because you, you know okay. money and stuff. No, I do. <laughs> Wait, I do there's like more money it. in law. God damn. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I don't hate it. It's just comedy's way more fun. The people who do yeah. it are way more fun. Ew, you have no idea how much more fun comedians are than lawyers. Oh, I've got an idea. 
<laughs> I, I trust I'm, you I, do because yeah. you around scientists, and that's yeah, like yeah. you know the bottom. I know a couple of lawyers too, and uh, rock bottom yeah. science. Anyway, well, Michelle, um, it was lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Thank you. Um, uh, for all of our listeners, remember to leave reviews on iTunes. Uh, go ahead and uh, tweak the the like button or tweet. Tweet, tweet yeah. that you like the show. Yeah, uh, two birds, one stone. Yeah, and then subscribe. And there's something with a bell. You have to do something with a bell. Yeah, you got to subscribe, and then also want notifications. Zag, do we have a bell on our YouTube. podcast? That's YouTube. That's YouTube. Is this on YouTube? Okay. No. Uh, never mind. All right, so don't do. Any, I take that back. Don't do anything to the bell because uh, we're talking it's about not your bells. bell. Yeah. All right. Uh, this has been constructing the clubhouse. I've course been your host dr matthew john murthy i've been john ellis thanks for listening and good night yay